WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the cinemas and on DVD. Get ready for Wait for it! Film Sociology with WFYI's film guru. Kaiser Shizzy! No, that's Matthew Sosi. It's such a fine line between stupid and clever. Yeah. Let's find out how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosi. What a story, Mark. <laughs> afternoon film lovers and welcome to film sociology film talk show here on wfyi hd to the point and wfyi.org if you have a question or a comment you can email me at m that's m s o c e y at wfyi.org i'm also on facebook the show is available as a podcast it's also available on itunes and we have a blog, which apparently has been updated today. Yes. And you can check it out at... Filmsociology.tumblr.com. You need to work into your ID now that uh, you're also on the Twitter. Yes, I am on the Twitter. Yes. I'm wor- Yes. Big big news. Uh, I am on Twitter. Thank you. And uh, that voice you just heard, the man who's really hoping uh, the Pacers can defeat a Howardless Orlando team, Kobe Slagle. Hello, hello. We raise a glass to MCA. We do. You apparently do not. Uh, but sitting in, and uh, we have we have a gentleman who's shadowing uh, Kobe Slagle. That's JD Gray. He'll be sitting in with us a little bit because he saw the most important movie ever this week. Um, but he's a. Will you shut up? We, <laughs> your mic's not on. There it is. Um, you can talk now, Richard. You can talk now, <laughs> Richard. But uh, but he's going to be sitting in Kobe's chair next week as Kobe's on vacation, and. Sitting in with us, a man who enjoys Haterade even more than I do, and hopefully Kobe has his intro ready, because I'm talking like this, <laughs> the one, the only, Richard Propes. It's me, dear friends, alive and kicking. Well, alive anyway. I'll be kicking you with my jingle bells. <laughs> That's it. Kick the footless, man. You know, you walk into this stuff. Uh, oh, you roll. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! Awesome! Well, when a fella comes back from the dead, I find that an occasion to stand up. Be counted. It's, it's not, not hard. Sociology it's not hard. If I don't hard. do a foot joke. <laughs> well, I can see where it'd be difficult for a man of your stature to keep in touch with even half the people you know. Well, you know beautiful women, they encourage you one minute and cut the legs out from under you the next. I'm not half the man I used to be. Wow. Why is it that the guy in the wheelchair gets a film called The Sitter? <laughs> That's my favorite part. Um, and for those who didn't hear off the air, we, we, we discussed the film Footnote earlier, and I'm glad it's not on the highlight reel. Richard Propes, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me back. Good against to have your you. your better judgment. Uh, against, oh, against my better judgment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Not the listener's judgment. Well, you know. Now, you uh, you are now published author. I am. The book is called? It is called The Hallelujah Life. Not to be confused with The Hallelujah Trail, the Burt Lancaster Western comedy of the it 60s. It should not be confused. It is not a sequel. No, not at all. <laughs> and you're going to be reading this tomorrow where? At Underground 9 Studio, which is in the basement of Book Mamas in Irvington. Ah, yeah. Book Mamas. Hey there. Absolutely. From 3 to 5. And uh, and Richard will be there? Absolutely. Reading? I will be reading. Spouting your reviews and thoughts? Spouting reviews, <laughs> thoughts, spontaneous ramblings, and trying to sell the book, which all the profits go to American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the Heart and Soul Film Festival. 
Ah, okay. So and uh, and you're already you're already catching fire, which we'll get to in in a little bit. Absolutely, because of your because you, if if anything, you, if you're you're always controversial. Bring it on! Bring it! Bring Absolutely. it! He says. So uh, yeah. so we are here to talk about the most important movie ever this no. week, the most important movie since this. the Hunger Games, <laughs> and and the Avengers. <laughs> A film that's wow. been hyped up for years and years, and a film that has made movie critics and and comic book nerds stay for all of the closing credits of Thor and Iron Man and Hulk and uh, Captain America. You're and then the second up. Iron Man. And then the second Iron Man. And, and then um, the, uh, the other Hulk. No, they didn't do this for Eric Banas, for Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> they should have. Uh, mm. But yes, this is the film that everybody's- What about Howard the Duck? No, they didn't have a. Oh, okay. they didn't have Nick Fury in that one. Okay, but yes, it is finally here. Boy, what are single folks going to do with them? Single guys going to do with themselves? Marvel's <laughs> The Avengers. Obligatory comment about the sixty spy spoof there sh- series. There, I did that. Um, but yeah, let's let's play a trailer. Tra- Kobe loves a trailer. <laughs> let's let's hear it. has started and we are hopelessly outgunned director fury i think it's time you're here with the mission sir trying to get me back in the world trying to save it doctor i need you to come in what if i say no I'll persuade you. What are you asking me to do? It's called the Avengers Initiative. I thought I didn't qualify. Apparently I'm, what is it, volatile, self-obsessed, and don't play well with others. I think they need a timeout. Lost creatures to defend you. You have made me very desperate. We're not a team. We're a time bomb. Sounds and symphonic rock In, music. Inception S. Yes. And and four adult men going pew 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 <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> yes, it's finally here. And uh, let's see, Richard and I saw it Monday in 3D. Now, I know mm. there's there's 3D, there's 2D, which JD saw it in 2D. And then there's IMAX, which uh, uh, my, my buddy Jeff in Georgia saw, and he really is happy he saw it in IMAX, if anything, for the shots of Scarlett Johansson. Wow. So we have, let's see, uh, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, and Nick Fury, played by a non-screaming Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, that was so hard to get used to. Fighting. Well, he does those. It's usually when Sam Jackson's not screaming in a film, it's in a film that nobody is watching. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like the Red Violin or something like that. But, uh, and, and, of course, they're fighting Thor's brother, who is uh, Loki. Loki, who's uh, stolen a, a, a cube. Not gleaming the cube, but still, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but stolen a blue cube that has powers. Transformers? And, no, far better than that. And then they open up a hole in the sky, and these they look like uh, they're Krakens. Or, Release the Kraken! Uh, the, it feels like the Krakens are coming down, and, and then all five of these people are 
fighting and Mark. Oh, by the way, Mark Ruffalo is 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 Hulk now, not Eric Bana, not Edward Norton. So, okay. That all being said, and of course we we heard that all in the trailer. Um, Richard Probst did this. Yes. Did this film deliver the business for you? Uh, <sighs> not that business. <laughs> Well, there was Scarlett Johansson. You there know. was Scarlett there Johansson, was. or as Miss as Mrs. Sosie would like to pay. This film is made by boys for, for boys. boys. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that's what it was. Joss Whedon is obviously a fanboy and knows this, knows it and well. He and, knows it. He knows it well. I think the film is going to work beautifully for fanboys. I am not a fanboy, nor am I. I don't necessarily. It's not like I don't know the Marvel universe, but we've reviewed all the films. We have reviewed all the films, <laughs> even the bad ones. And, um, and which ones do you consider the bad ones? Uh, definitely Thor. I thought was fairly weak. Okay, but I thought Chris Hemsworth actually, as an example, improved here. I thought he was more because he had well because he didn't have to carry the film as much. I remember in in the original Thor, I referred to him as a roided up Brad Pitt, and wow. it's funny to it was funny to watch. I can say Academy Award winner Natalie Portman get all googly eyed over this basically a lunkhead, <laughs> and he had less lunkhead things to do in exactly. this one. Um, so everybody does what they're supposed to do. Let's 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 not forget Captain America is not the most flashy guy in the world. Exactly, Downey you know gets to do Robert Downey Jr. type things, much much to Kobe's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> you you voiced your. You're not high praise of Robert Downey Jr. or just in this film. What? What are you about, about Downey Jr. in Iron Man? Oh no, I like Robert you Downey Jr. Li- okay, but yeah. but he's doing Downey like things. Yeah, it, it's typical. It's typical. Yeah, and uh, and and I think one of the big pluses for the film is mm-hmm. casting Mark Ruffalo. Oh, absolutely. He for me, if you would have told me that he would have been my favorite part of the film, I would have just laughed. And he really, truly was my favorite part of the film. And they made a... I'm not going to go into spoiler territory, but they made a wise choice with one of his characters. And I'll just say, it, you don't see him right away. And exactly. I, I think that's a, a, a very wise move on on the part of, of the filmmakers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. We, we reviewed them, and I like them to varying degrees, a little more than you, because you hate most things. Not everything. Not everything. Most, most things. things. This week, um, and and this <laughs> and is, most fanboys. A three star review is going to be haterade. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to so, the rating. We'll get to the, the okay. uselessness of ratings in a little exactly. bit. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, it's it's not a perfect film. I didn't I didn't think it was necessarily in three D. Uh, JD, you saw it today in two D. Yeah. Now, when it's when it's us, uh, we, when we're watching something in three D or. Even better, I remember seeing Thor in 2D, and mm-hmm. I was told that was a better viewing experience. You're looking for the 3D moments. Were you looking for the 3D moments as you were watching it? I was, because, in fact, the color was slightly different than most films that I see that have a 2D and a 3D version. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I think the 3D version looks a little too dark. dark. It's always too dark. And always, time, always, always. Yeah, this time the 2D version looked too bright. Oh, really? wow. Wow. That's interesting. I don't know if I want to sit through it again to watch um, that, but no, no I, I'd rather have another amputation. But <laughs> we got that. Congrats, Richard. You're uh, you're on the uh, reaction. <laughs> you're on the reaction menu right there. Sorry, but so y- there were also there were moments where it was clearly I was thinking I wish I would have seen this at the IMAX, which I have seen this in 3D when the helicopter crashes in the beginning, when the color goes funny between okay. uh, Hawkeye and. Black Widow. Yeah. Scar- oh, by the way, besides Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner shows up in this one. Mm. You know what? Between this and Mission Impossible, I keep waiting for Renner to turn. And he, he sort of does. His character sort of does in this one, but not mm-hmm. not by choice. True. But, but he, he looks like he's in the Liev Schreiber, Ben Foster school of stop making him the sidekick and eventually he will turn on the hero within the last reel of the film. So... But uh, but yeah, it uh, for me it delivers. Everybody has ample screen time. Um, there were some laugh out loud moments, and you know I think I laughed out loud at this film. Did you lull? No, I did not lull. I said laughed out loud. Pay attention, son. You um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I did not. <laughs> um, but there were laugh out loud moments in this film more than a lot of comedies, which we could talk about I would some agree other time. With that. You know, especially there's there's moments with uh, with. The Hulk and with Thor and the fighting and and Robert Downey Jr.'s snarkiness. Yeah, I I actually don't I, mind his snarkiness. No, I don't either. I'm just, I'm just saying it's like 
Oh, we've seen him in two Iron Man movies doing the same thing, and now he looks. Well, what, what did you expect? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they all can't be Mark Ruffalo. We can't change everybody by the time it's going in. This is a franchise. I thought it was fresher than it was in Iron Man Two as well. Yeah, I was not. I was not crazy about Iron Man. 2. Yeah, what was the point of having an Iron Man Two? Because it made a gobs of gobs of money. Does and they... this sort of serve as Iron Man Three? No. It's the Avengers. Is there there will be an be Iron in... Man 3. There will, be, there will be an Iron Man 3. Is there going to be an Avengers 2? Yeah. I... There there was... Now, that was the other thing. Let's see. I'm going to I'm gonna word this properly for the panel. Uh-oh. Um, I don't want to get the nerds... I'm sorry, the uh, the fans in a in a. That's in okay. A tizzy. Joe's listening. I know. Hi, Joe. <laughs> but when we saw it on Monday, there was a, there was a nugget uh, before the closing credits. Yes. Now... Apparently, the same nugget has now been shoved to the end of the after the closing credits. Really, I think that would make more sense. Now, did you stay for the entire? I JD, I stayed for the entire film, and then when the credits started, I went out to get some popcorn, got a refill, went back. Why? To, you know, to take with me for the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not questioning you popcorn we're, in your car. We're not. Qu- I'm, I'm not hey. calling it quits because no, the no, no. Over. We're not. We're not questioning that because. I've done that, but but it's I would I would have stayed. You could still get the film, the thing filled after the credits. Yeah, well, we thought you know go get the credit, go get the popcorn during the credits, go back so, in. So the you missed will it. Be over. No, the credits were still going, and and then there was, was I waited there... a while. There's still credits. I just left. Okay. Yeah. So I well, think. Well, come on, you'd already invested almost two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah this is you know what, and it doesn't feel like two and a half hours. I mean, I it think feels you, like three. You could okay. ooh, <laughs> no, you could probably tighten up a little bit because, it, as as a as a person as a critic, you're probably you're like okay, here's this person's introduction, there's that person's introduction, mm-hmm. let's get on with it. You could probably tighten maybe the first half hour. Definitely, but I mean this—that's a minor complaint. That and the 3D are kind of minor complaints on. on the only my thing end. that bothered me about the film is that it never, for me, had that wow moment that completely blew me away. Really? And I really expect—I thought it was good in virtually every way. A good film. That that didn't do it for you. That didn't do it for me. Wow, or that didn't do it for you. <laughs> I'm making hand gestures toward Richard. Shut up, and he knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> which is a little sad. But yeah. <laughs> So those weren't those didn't do it. Okay, it was consistently right. good, but nothing ever blew me away. Okay, all right. So, so you're saying just a really solid performance all around from everybody? In I the- think it's a very <laughs> solid film. I I do. It was a it's a solid summer blockbuster. They gave 110 percent. Wait, what? They gave 110 percent. You always want to do good. <laughs> Thank I hope you. Hope you do good. Wow. I, I love when he quotes bedazzled. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was um, frightening. So Kobe, you go ahead and go ahead and use my my thing. We're, we're, let's get to the ratings in a second. This this is how I feel. Now that was a good movie. Which is and it's almost close to Sir Ben Kingsley screaming. Yes, 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 yes. Probably probably in between there. But yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> you did not record the laugh medley. I I, just, I got like five <laughs> seconds of it. Okay. Um, so here's here's the next with 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 the ratings, which of course Richard's already getting in trouble for. Um, I tend to, I tend to not rate my movie. The sound clips are kind of a summary, I guess. True. Um, I tend to not rate because unless they're paying, uh, because people will look at the rating and a lot of times not read the review. That that sort of and and then people start breaking down the grades. That what, well, you gave this that, and now you gave this film this. You know, the Onion does this goes through this a little bit. They do the the school letter grades, True. and uh, and despite enjoying it because it's we should always celebrate when Richard Probst likes a film, <laughs> but but apparently you didn't like it enough, and now the fanboys are are angry or Joe Shearer, as we like to <laughs> or, or Joe. Hi Joe, who has been threatening violence all day, really through Facebook. Yes, is it going to take you off out, at the Joe? knees? Well, you know, I he, exactly. I mean, <laughs> wow, already done it twice. <laughs> he did not do that. He did. That's my story, and I'm sticking to okay. it. So when did? So what? He that was after both Iron Man films. Oh jeez! <laughs> he didn't pick up Gwyneth Paltrow by the ankles and bludgeon you with her. Oh, um, I might welcome that. I would too. She looks fine <laughs> in those two scenes she had in the film. Um, but no, you 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 gave it a three star rating, and and now you're getting angry responses. No, just Joe or from others. There there have been some other comments as well. Regular, um, and let me guess, Joe regular has... contributors. 
well, you regular know, readers. It, my site probably focuses more on independent films, so I don't get as much of the fanboy contingent. Um, and that and that website is? TheIndependentCritic.com. Oh, gee. It's not called TheFanboyCritic.com? It is not called TheFanboyCritic.com, though. Maybe I should start that as a side gig. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> I don't think don't I could. search. Don't do a fanboy it search. It would be all one star ratings. That would get old after a while. Ow. So JD, your 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 thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think that like we we're saying, Robert Downey Jr. being snarky was really balanced out by the other characters like Mark Ruffalo, Ooh. twitchy Mark Ruffalo. I, he's like my favorite. He's awesome. You know, I was. I, it's funny because and and I actually liked Ang Lee's Hulk. I know that people are going to get angry You're about that one. one, too. I'm the one. Okay. I, you know, I'm sorry. When you have the director of Sense and Sensibility making a, a, a superhero or a comic book, what did you expect? It's, Granted, uh, it wasn't <laughs> horrible. No. And and then you know, Ed Norton was fine. Edward Norton was fine mm-hmm. in, in The Incredible Hulk. Um, not necessarily necessary because I just saw the, the other Hulk film. But um, but no, it's, it's enjoyable overall. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, now Kobe, what Kobe, we're, we're not going to go down a Avengers hunger Games. We're not going to treat the Avengers and hunger games like they're the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. What? I, you don't, cause I was saying this is the most important movie ever since the hunger games. And, <sighs> and I know you're a big hunger games fan. Yeah, I liked it. And you're not, but but Fair Sweet Bianca has no interest in, in seeing the know. Avengers. I don't know. I I don't really have any interest in seeing the Avengers. Okay. I didn't see I didn't see Thor. Didn't see Captain America. Didn't see Hulk. I saw the first Iron Man. Don't really care. I think you could see this without having to watch all those. You yeah. could. We Absolutely. would ridicule you for it, but you know you could. Oh, you didn't see. <laughs> we mean you turn into fanboy. Oh, you didn't see. I was. Oh, dude, you gotta watch all the others. I already do that with you with independent and art and <laughs> avant garde films with, and other films, which I'm going to be handing to you a little later on. We have an update on uh, what is Kobe watching a little later on. In the show so uh yeah enjoyed it uh, apparently the summer blockbuster season has started in early do you May. think it'll be the best one though the best i mean best blockbuster the, movie I mean, we've got the dark knight rises i'm really out. looking forward to dark knight yep i yeah I, i'm really I pumped it. about the amazing spider-man yeah that looks oh, good I, yeah. i've not seen the trailer for that i i I'm andrew garfield i mean come on where are we going oh man anywhere okay okay <laughs> <laughs> For Andrew Garfield, that's a road picture. So well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, let's 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 move on. We'll move on to the the independent critic portion of the uh, the new releases. Also in theaters today, The Hunter. This is not a remake of the Steve McQueen film from 1980, Ooh. but this stars Willem Dafoe, uh, Sam Neill, and Francis O'Connor. And I have a trailer. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, crap. I it's in the that. folder that says trailers. Stole! It's labeled Stole as for a minute. It's labeled as the hunter. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't look at the rundown thing, and then, and then my, all my this crew, happened. ladies and gentlemen, right here. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, not seeing that. You know what, Kobe? You're the before picture. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, what wow. to look forward to. Did you to. put it in the root folder here? No, I, it's not even in there. It's in the. Tra- it should be no. It should be in trailers. Look under the hunter. Oh, the. The Hunter. Wow. Yep. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film <laughs> talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org. You got it? I got it. God. This is an important job. There's no room for mistakes. The client is after something extremely rare. You're to bring back biological samples. Blood, skin, hair, organs. I'm Martin David from the university. Where's your father? Gone away. Up there. You're looking for something most believe is extinct. The rarest, most elusive creature on the planet. What kind of work was your husband doing up there? He was hunting a tiger. You know, they don't exist. My dad saw one last summer. It's a secret. Witnessing last summer. Search and rescue was out for two weeks. Not a trace. Oh, we get a lot of tourists this way looking for the Tassie Tiger. National Parks found a footprint. Thank you, Mr. Mindy. I'd like to go on alone.
This has all the signs of a tiger kill. She eats the heart first. What do you think happened to Jerry Armstrong? Slipped, broke a leg, froze, starved. Jerry thought that somebody was following him. Hands by your side, palms up. Was someone paying you to follow me? You said to call if there was any problems. Well, it's becoming a problem. They send someone to replace me. They'll send someone to replace him, and they'll keep on sending people until they get what they want! sledgehammer on metal you know i had not i did not see the trailer for the hunter until this afternoon when i recorded it really wow and uh boy that sounded just as loud as the avengers guess what folks it's not the avengers <laughs> far far from it now it wasn't thor at the end it's it's yeah it's you know i i, I oh man i'm torn because I, I slam films in which the advertising is just totally wrong, and and unfortunately, the trailer for The Hunter is totally, totally wrong. wrong. Yeah. Um, Chris Lloyd, I, I guess uh, our our colleague at the Film App, he he did the declaration first. I know thousands of other critics have done this one, so I'm just going to pile on. But but this is this should be in a double feature with the George Clooney film, The American. It's it is absolutely true. It, it, what you just heard sounds like a slam bang kind of born action film. It isn't. Uh, Defoe plays a mercenary who is hired to go to the Australian outback to go after the last surviving Tasmanian tiger. Tiger Woods? No. Okay. He's not Tasmanian. Oh. He's just not faithful. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Way to whisper <laughs> while we're working here. Oh, okay. Jeez. If I walk away from the mic, they won't hear it. <laughs> Jeez, can't you guys wait? Anyway, <laughs> you threw me off there. So yeah, this this is and so it's 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 the mercenary on a mission, and it's about the the nuts and bolts of what this guy goes through, not about the actual job itself. Mm-hmm. He he winds up staying with a family that's that's uh, the matriarch is Francis O'Connor, and the the father is. Uh, is a Greenpeace warrior who is not around, and Sam Neill, with his thick Australian accent, shows up and helps out. And it's not about is Defoe going to mission, you know, accomplish the mission or not. It's it's more mm-hmm. about this is just another job for him. There's also this is also going to irritate people because there's lots of footage of Willem Defoe walking. <laughs> so more, even more walking footage than Delicacy. Do they play James Taylor's Walking Man? God no. Mm. Because people, people would fall asleep. Because I think James Taylor is musical trick to fan. <laughs> wow! Don't listen to James Taylor at Thanksgiving. <laughs> You'll die. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So it's it's more of a navel gazing piece, and I enjoy. I like watching Willem Dafoe, and I think he's very good in this. I'm not fond of his navel. You've seen it. You've gazed at it. <laughs> Well, you know, we see less of him in this one compared to Antichrist, <laughs> well, which we're not going to talk true. about. So, so no, um, <laughs> avoid the tra- see the film, but avoid the trailer because I think that's going to irritate a lot of people. That yeah, people if you go gonna, in expecting the trailer, you're going to be really disappointed. Far from it, uh, Richard. Your thoughts? I I would agree. I mean, it's a contemplative piece. I uh, who knew that Sam Neill was still alive? By the way, he's still right. Still working. He's, he he's still, bouncing I, from TV, the I movies. He's he was on um, uh, Alcatraz. The series, really? Yeah, really. Wow, yeah, he's still around. Well, like no, the dinosaurs didn't get him. He's like 150 now. Wow, he's not 150. I loved Francis O'Connor. Who um, doesn't? Oh well, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, he, but, uh, I think Kobe's gonna have to Google that one. That's exactly. <laughs> She's what I'm not old right either. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, you know her. She was in Bedazzled. She was the girl. What? Not, the one who's not Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> You know, bedazzled, of course, which should have won the Oscar for best costumes. Yeah. That's another. But no, the the girl that Brendan Fraser likes when she Hang plays all the. I can't. It's it's been a while. It's I'm, been a while. I have to consult the internet. Wow. <laughs> so no, yeah, this is not a film I felt strongly about in any way. I mean, as you started talking about it, it was just kind of like, oh, it was a good film. 
I don't regret having seen it. Not at all. Didn't really. It's not going to stay with me. Okay. Except for when we talk about the trailer. Well, you know, yeah, the trailer's staying with me. I have a headache now. That's okay. that's a little unfortunate. So, Kobe, are you are you happier now? <sighs> what? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next film. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm All ready. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't have a. I still do not have mediocre responses. I know we're gonna work. We're on either that. we're we're hot or we're cold. That's it. We gotta find Luke Warm. Yeah. Or Luke Longley. <laughs> Oh, wow. Man. Not as good Holy as LeBron, cow. though. No, he's not. Luke not, 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 not even as good as, as Luel Dang. All right. Also in theaters, the first film in 14 years for Whit Stillman, who's given yes. us Barcelona and Metropolitan, oh, and the, the last one, I believe, was The Last Days of Disco. Yes. His newest one is the college campus comedy Damsels in Distress. Um, it's clueless, only less as ifs. No, here's the trailer. Wait a minute. Oh, God. See, this is again. Again. <laughs> When when you hear me describing the film and I setting did, it up, sometimes you don't be wanting to play trailers and stuff. And don't be, yeah, you don't be wanting to play trailers. <laughs> when I put when I put on the log trailer, I, you gave in me that like a minute before we went on, and you didn't study it. No, you were too busy chatting with our guests. Yes, well, at least you're a social tech guy. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Hello, are you a new student? Yes, we'd like to help you. Seven Oaks was the last of the select seven to go co-ed. An atmosphere of male barbarism predominates. We're going to change all that. Do you know what's the major problem in contemporary social life? The tendency to always seek someone cooler than yourself. Hey. Our aspirations are pretty basic. Take a guy who hasn't realized his full potential or doesn't even have much. Someone like Frank. Yes. And then help him realize it or find more. There's enough material here for a lifetime of social work. We're also trying to make a difference in people's lives, and one way to do that is to stop them from killing themselves. No case is too hard or challenging. Would you like a donut? You should know something about these girls. Their preferred therapy is tap dancing. Tap is a highly effective therapy. You think I'm going to kill myself and make you look bad? I'm worried that you'll kill yourself and make yourself look bad. Of suicide prevention, do you have a boyfriend, Lily? Compliments of the guy at the bar. What you've described is a playboy or operator move. Operators like that are to be avoided. What would you say are the most effective means to fight depression? Beer? No. Beer is a downer. Cocktails, hard liquor, and spirits is what really gives you a lift. Frank? Frank's stupid, we knew. That he's a rat playboy operator, I hadn't realized. I don't really like the word depressed. I prefer to say that I'm in a tailspin. I suppose now she'll want the donuts, too. Well, it's ideas might seem a little offbeat. A little offbeat. Oh, my God. He used to gaze at me with such love in his eyes. You know what I mean? No. No, I've never actually seen that. Need to watch. What was that? It, it's damsels in distress. I know, but it's okay. My description of it is: you have uh, the cool girls, which uh, apparently are smarter and uh, and have more money than the group from Heather's and the group from Mean Girls. Exactly. And uh, they're a little more low key. Um, Definitely. Their snark is a little more camouflaged. And uh, they don't talk. They they pontificate and they spout philosophy while they walking. Just want on you campus. to be happy, man. What's wrong with happiness? I don't, I don't, I don't really believe that. And they, <laughs> they, they take under the wing uh, a transfer student and uh, and are going to mold and shape her into one of them, whatever that means. Uh, but there's no dialogue. There's just discussion of attitudes and character and character types on campus. And uh, it, I don't know. His films always leave me cold. Really? I didn't care about the rich d bags in in Metropolitan. Didn't really care for the traveling d bags in Barcelona. And I guess I need to watch Last Days of Disco because I don't remember much about the disco D-bags in that film. (laughs) Um, And, of course, Greta Gerwig, uh, a.k.a. Richard's Girl. I think Richard has a new title, the Greta Gerwig Correspondent. I think she's coming to my reading tomorrow. Really? I think so. Keep thinking that. I'm going to. (laughs) And and Christina Hendricks coming to my kitchen. (laughs) Um, 
but but she's kind of the leader of the group um and this is a group of kind of holier than thou's but as as the film goes on we see little uh, dents in her armor, the fact that she breaks up with her boyfriend and she actually does have a a passion for uh, not one-hit wonders, but dance crazes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, there is there are moments of dances. And, and there is a, I will say it's not a spoiler, there is a really lovely dance sequence at the beginning, or at the end of the film, at I should say. The but the for me, the absolute cold, distant feel of these characters in the first third of the film really made it hard for me to care for them to get to that ending. That just made it feel like marriage to me. Really? Exactly. You know, cold and distant and harsh. You enjoyed this, right? Exactly. You, no. you, and, you enjoy, <laughs> and you enjoy his films. I, I, I love Whit Stillman. Um, Why? I, <laughs> no, it's a legitimate question. I'm asking. It, there, there's a stylishness to him that I really like. I really always love the camera work. I love the characters. Um, they feel more honest to me um more so even in this film than others the the one um metropolitan is probably my favorite of his other than this film which is probably my new favorite wow okay um i love this film um i i uh definitely my favorite of the week Oh, see now the fanboys are going to get exactly now the fanboys are really upset you know if i had my way Damsels in Distress would be winning the box office this well, week. Well, yes, and, and Albert Brooks would be making $20 million a picture. Exactly, but um, no. So let me ask, because so, there, there was a, in the trailer, they, of course, have the uh, the glowing responses. Yours is not up there yet. But but there was comparison to Woody Allen. How do you feel? Now, where would you put Woody's work? I mean, because there, there are similarities to that. Let's think about high-end, kind of D-bag people. Right. Um, is You know, are they in the same camp? Or do they, do they live in the same brownstone? <laughs> I think early Stillman probably lived in that. I I think this one almost struck me as a little more like Wes Anderson. Okay. Who also, well, I guess to steal from you, that's what I um, struggle with a little bit with Wes Anderson is he has characters I don't always care so about. So my Walt my, my Stillman issues is ex- probably mirroring your Wes Anderson issues. Exactly. Okay, because I dig Wes Anderson. You <laughs> Not not with a shovel, but um, okay, okay, I get it. So I, I I see where you're coming from. So this film is a lot less geared towards um, most of his characters have had a certain um, lack of edge, a certain endearing quality. In this film, he doesn't worry about as much about that as much. Um, though I, I loved Violet, I thought that was one of the best characters I've seen in a long time. Wow, absolutely okay. loved the character. Um, I mean, you've got all the goofy stuff of a college campus. You've got a suicide intervention clinic. And, of course, all the male characters in the film. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, I guess it's nice to know that uh, that you know you have a film in which you have I, what is supposed to be three-dimensional female characters and one-dimensional male characters if as opposed one. to the other way exactly. around. Exactly, so, yeah. Sorry, I'll give it, I'll give it points for that. <laughs> So, well, this 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 was this was my thoughts on on the film. Now that was a good no, movie. That's Richard's thoughts on the film. <laughs> wow, that'd be some good filming there, Mr. Sosie. <laughs> that is not... Let's take a break. <laughs> You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI <laughs> HD2 The Point WFYI.org. <laughs> Are either one of these any good? Sir. What? 
Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Well, have you heard anything about either one of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? So do you have any new movies in? Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy Seals! It's like in order to join, they have to have an IQ less than their shoe size. Just go, just go open the video store. Yeah, open the video store. Blockbuster Video! Wow, what a difference! Welcome back to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoci at WFYI.org. Also on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Hanging out with Richard Probst. You need to give him, give him your, uh, Twitter, your Twitter handle. It's at Matthew Soce, I believe. There you are. I forget. Yep, wow. Wow. Or go to at Matt Soce. Yes. So. Thank you. Yep. Working on it. Mm-hmm. So that's Kobe. JD's hanging out. Richard's hanging out. Cajun water. Yeah. Shocking of water. Um, moving on to a film that, uh, yes, I, I, if, if you've been taking a lot of haterade already. Yes. Because, uh, you know, the Avengers. It's in my veins. The Avengers was not your favorite film this week. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with the film I actually liked more than the Avengers. And it's, oh. Uh, I know, and it's out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. And, Andrew Lee, if you're listening, you can't come and get me. You're in <laughs> Minneapolis. Uh, but it is finally out on DVD and Blu-ray. The Martin Scorsese documentary, George Harrison, Living in a Material World, a two-part, three-and-a-half-hour documentary about the quiet Beatle. Wow. Here's the trailer. Go ahead, George. Go on and, and, and fly away, babe. Just be free. Clearly, an innovator. He was cocky. He had a great haircut. We didn't really have that much money. We only just really had enough to feed ourselves. I think with George, it wasn't his ambition to be in the Beatles for his whole life. your pictures and read articles about George Harrison, you don't realize that it's actually about yourself. It's like a marriage. You love each other, but you're getting fed up. We knew that he was peaking. George liked to surround himself with people that were good at something. mortgaged his house to put up the money for this movie because he wanted to see it which is still the most anybody's ever paid for a cinema ticket well we got to do something you know with our lives he comes in to me because he'd been to india again I think. he said oh, i've got this song i think we shared a lot of tastes cars or clothes and he, and women obviously he comes the sun. i was being treated like the messiah or something Chapman shot John Lennon. You know, someone said you can have everything in five lifetimes, or you can have a really intense one. He would have said, give me the one, I'm not coming back here. People always say, I'm the Beatle who changed the most, but really that's what I see life is about. You have to change. Oh, that's kind of nice. So, Kobe, when are you going to start changing? <laughs> Uh, like I said, two part. Well, it was on uh, PBS. Uh, we played it a while back, but it's two parts uh, and uh, three and a half hours. And this is a film that I am happy to put in the same category as Crazy Heart and The Thin Red Line. I'm sure there are others, but films that I wouldn't mind seeing a, an even longer version of. Really, um, wow. I, I'm I, you know I. I'm not uh, shy about my my love of the films of Martin Scorsese, and his music documentaries are pretty damn good. I mean, say wow. say what you will about. I know a lot of people have, uh, especially those not named Robbie Robertson, have issues with the the Last Waltz, 
um, the interview portions, maybe not so much the the music portions. Um, Shine a Light, which I think is uh, the best of the Rolling Stones live albums, probably, and their live film. Far better than uh, Let's Spend the Night Together. Sorry, Hal Ashby. But also No Direction Home, the Bob Dylan documentary, um, and, and now this. So... And it's very, very thorough, obviously, if it's when you have three and a half We hours. hope so, anyway. Yeah, we, we would hope so. And what's interesting is, uh, I'm going to, Kobe, I'm going to steal a quote from you when we were discussing this film in your office, and you went, I'm George Harrison, and I go to India. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because all we, you know, for your imitations, we go over hippie kids like me. Uh. Yeah, we we just say I'm so and so, and then try not to even sound like the person. But um, but Terry Gilliam is one of the first people interviewed in this film, and makes a point of saying that, and 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 this was reiterated by others that there were two sides of George Harrison. There was the the love piece India hippie guy. But there was also a guy who was a shrewd businessman, and he told the story that while he was in the stages of cancer, the final few months of his life, he bought a house in Switzerland just to avoid the taxes. This, of course, is, as he said, from the songwriter of Taxman. So, and as we heard from Eric Isle in the trailer, he mortgaged his house so Life of Brian could get made. Wow. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And and fortunately a good payoff. So we get to see both of those. The fact that he, you know, wanted this and you see this amazing footage at his house, which he worked on for years and years and years, to have this thing of tranquility, a thing of home. Um and then, you know, running around with the Beatles and trying to do the tour. They they talk about the nineteen seventy four tour, which was a disaster, uh touring with Ravi Shankar. Um, I mean, they go through everything, and the the number of people they get. I mean, obviously they get George, Ringo, they get Patty Boyd for you Eric Clapton fans out there, and Eric Clapton. They got Phil Spector, which probably will be his last interview <laughs> ever. Um, I mean, they go through quite a bit about the man uh, and both sides wow. of him. And there's a lot of great footage that we would not seen before. At least I had not seen before um, concert footage of the Beatles that I had not seen live uh, live stuff from the seventy the seventy four tour. Um, you know, they talk about the spirituality, they talk about the split up, they talk about the Bangladesh concert, his drug problems, his connections with Monty Python, um, you know, the the traveling Wilburys, which I enjoy. They even Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, him, the intruder getting into his house and stabbing him. The one thing they don't talk about, and it's not even on a deleted scene, was the lawsuit that he lost with the song My Sweet Lord and the, the Shirelles' He's So Fine. So, you know, not perfect. But uh, I guess better than the Avengers. Yes, it is better yeah. than the Avengers. Come okay. and get me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and the fact that they they do bring up George, they have uh, Patty Boyd and Eric Clapton interviewed, and you know about that triangle, mm-hmm. one of the one of the best and most dignified love triangles, not just in music history, but I think wow. history. Period. This is how people want tr- love triangles to be. <laughs> Dignified and no punches drawn, and and then Clapton and Harrison tour together in Japan in 1990. Always a cool thing. Always very cool. fun. So, but yeah, if you're a Beatles fan or just a fan of fine documentary filmmaking, or if you've been interested in seeing more about the man, Kobe, um, <laughs> go rent this. Go check this out. Definitely yes, worth watching. Yes, yeah. Yes. 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 Wow, that'd be some good film in there, Mr. Sosie. <laughs> okay, that's that's justified. That's. <laughs> Um, also out on DVD this week and Blu-ray, uh, the latest film from Steven Soderbergh, or the latest experiment from Steven Soderbergh, Haywire, which features an MMA woman who's not really an actress, but she can beat people up, and that's what you get in this film. She does the beating up really well. She does do the beating up really well in this kind of, I think it's Soderbergh's spoof maybe tongue-in-cheek of mm-hmm. the Bourne film where people are chasing after people and there's double and triple crosses and we're not sure what the hero is after but we know they're after something and there's Channing Tatum who's actually enjoyable in this one when he's getting beat up and Michael I Fass- like it when he gets beat up I me too there's a long line of that, that and, and Michael Fassbender keeps his clothes on in this and there's amen Ewan McGregor and Antonio Banderas and you know, all these folks. I love Soderbergh. I love the fact that he'll try almost anything. Yes, and, and apparently his, his one-man Spalding Gray show is coming out on Blu-ray by Criterion mm-hmm. in, in the summer. So, 
This did. What about? I didn't this? care for the film that much. You did Again, I I respect his effort. I respect the fact that he tries different things. I think if he'd had a different leading lady in this role, I I would have enjoyed it a lot more. I think they they kept her speaking to a minimum. Well, <laughs> and, and, and I, I am a pig male. I know. <laughs> I, am, I am man. Hear me, oink. Um, but no. But listen, because if this was a film, if it had. Any of the action film stars of the eighties. This is almost like a this is almost like a twist on Taken, you know. The Ooh, fact that yeah. if you think if if Liam Neeson's not in Taken, if you have Jean Claude or or Seagal or you know Wesley or some other non taxpayers, and uh, <laughs> and they're the lead, would you care? And the fact that he got a woman, he got a woman that could be people. I I you know what? I would love to have seen Zoe Bell That's, be I, be the the I star of okay. Haywire. I was okay with a woman. Right. I'd prefer a woman who can act a little bit. Michelle Yeoh. Pam Greer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, Kobe's awake now. There was that great article, What If the Expendables Were Women? And it was Angelina Jolie, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Not Betty White. Come on. Besides, uh, Cloris Leachman <laughs> takes umbrage with that. Um, but, yes, yeah, go go check it out. If, if you want to see some fighting and actors that apparently did some training so they could get beat up on screen, because it shows. And that's the other thing is that, you can actually watch the fight scenes. You can actually see True. the fight scenes. He pulls the camera back a little bit, so you can see that these are actually two grown people that took a lot of training to beat each other up on camera, and it works. It works for me. That's true. Okay. So this is what I thought of the film. Yeah, it's not hella bad. That's Richard's reaction to it. So. <laughs> um, also on DVD this week, Joyful Noise, which the kids' film correspondent selected for me to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's... Dolly Parton. You've got to love those oh, father-daughter yeah. moments. Yeah, not this one. Uh, Dolly Parton and Queen Latifah, who is an executive producer on this. Kiki Palmer, for you fans of Aquila and the Bee. Uh, Courtney B. Vance and Jesse L. Martin. You, I've joked about the you know uh, fat guy with the hot wife sitcoms. and uh, mm-hmm. she Not saying she is this, but I'd rather see the sitcom of Queen Latifah with Jesse L. or Courtney than, than this picture. Really? Yeah. Um, they what are you the music? Oh, the music's fine. It's okay. gospel glee without the sharp writing. That's basically what it is. Print. Well, it's Dolly you have, Parton who can no longer move her face. She's really hard to watch in this. She, it's it's really sad. uncomfortable to watch her in it's this. It's kind of like, I'm Southern, y'all, and no, I'm it's black, not, y'all. No, it's the, I, well, Hi, yeah, they're, they're, they are sassy, and yeah. they don't like each other, and they're from different sides of the tracks, even though they're in the same church choir. And, uh, and Dolly's rich, and Queen is hardworking, and the fact that Queen was not made... No, Queen was made the choir director mm-hmm. after her husband, a sadly underused Chris Christopherson, dies in the first scene and shows up in a musical number later. So Dolly's upset that she's not the uh, choir director, and Queen was. And guess what? Queen has a daughter, and Dolly has a grandson. No. Yes. Oh, come on. Yes. Isn't this kind of like Footloose or something like that? Oh, there's not that much spark to it. <laughs> And, and, of course, then on top of all that, they want to get the, the church choir competition, and they have to go. They're a small town in Georgia. Oh, uh, they got to work together? they got to work together. <sighs> but for some reason, they're in the the small town Georgia is in the same region as Detroit. Nuh-uh. It must be the AL West or, <laughs> no, or the AL Central or what, who else? The NFC. Where are the other stupid? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's always like one team that's yeah. not in that region. The A was it the NFC West used to be like that. I think Indianapolis is in the AFC South. Yeah, we're not in the South. No, I know we sound. A lot of people here sound like they're Paula Deen, but we're geographically <laughs> on the side that won. <laughs> Sorry, it's just deal oh, with it. That is just sad. <laughs> so yeah, they don't like each other, but they got to work together. And the musical numbers, no question. Do they learn mm-hmm. to like each other? I'm not telling you. Oh. You have to watch the film. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah, Kobe, you have to watch the film. Or, or grab Fair, a little kid. Fair sweet. Borrow Emma. Wow, that could be really taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose it could. I suppose it could. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a bit, joyful noise. And not that noise. Not that joyful. So yeah, this this was kind of painful to watch, and not just Dolly Parton's face. She looks like the Joker's mom. That's sad. She's had that... so much stuff done. I know, and she admits it. And you know, her joking about it doesn't really justify that. I still. <laughs> that doesn't make it okay it or does, funny. Doesn't make it okay or funny. No, 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 no,
that's unfortunate. Too many, too many good flashbacks of Best Little Horror House nine to five and her mm-hmm. in the seventies. Because as you know, Kobe, different time. Seventies were a different time. They were seventies country, not bad. Uh, also new on DVD this week, New Year's Eve. Let's move on. Ooh. Old titles. We'll get to the old titles. Um, if you had a Blu-ray, would you? Want to buy this and own this on Blu-ray? JD, you may nod your head on this one if you're. I know you're overshadowing Kobe. Um, oh, because the third one is coming out. Men in Black one and two are on Blu-ray. Oh, now. aren't nope. you? Aren't you excited? Uh, no. Nope. Okay. Um, Damsels in Distress, of course, is out in theaters, but also on Blu-ray this week. Clueless. Uh, That's wow. a double nope. feature. No, it's not. Nope. Uh, That's it's, exciting. it's based on Jane Austen's Emma, only without the Austonian words. <laughs> and Paul, and there's Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone. Wow. Apparently, she, but but she's not chewing oh, up. Yeah. She's not chewing up her food and spitting it out for the baby to eat. Um, Paul Rudd's in that. Yeah, early Paul yeah. Rudd. So Paul Rudd rules. But you won't watch this. I've seen this. Oh, you've seen this. Yeah. Way back when. Also, another film from the '70s, which I may make you watch sometime. Jeremiah Johnson wow. with Robert Redford, directed by Sidney Pollack, uh-huh. a real woodsman, and we wish all. Country woodsman look like seventy two Robert Redford. Uh, Meet Joe Black, which is a fine two hour drama. The problem is it's three hours oh, with yeah. Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, and Claire Falarney. Pillow Talk, if you're the old one, the the Doris Day Rock Hudson wow. film, which I will still watch over any Catherine Heigl Gerard Butler romantic comedy. Oh, thank any you. Any day of the week. About a boy, which I still don't understand. It's uh, it's fanfare, but it's Hugh Grant being a cad and. And and eventually learning something by the end. Okay, <laughs> here's some now. Here's some double feature and triple feature. Oh no, here's a double. Because um, you know what, Kobe, you don't what? have enough ammunition to be irritated over um, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Do, you, do, do you remember the film? Definitely, maybe. Wow, from uh, 2008, where uh, he's the father of Abigail Breslin, and he talks about the women in his life, which include Elizabeth Banks, Isla Fisher, and Rachel Vice. Now do you hate him even more? He there's <laughs> your speech. He's just he's just awful. Everything about him is terrible. Where did he come from? Canada. Okay. All right. That explains everything, doesn't it? Okay. Okay. We got some double and triple features for you, Herschel Gordon Lewis fans, The Wizard of Ooh. Gore and the Gore Gore Girls. There's a double oh, bill yeah. right there. And Ooh, of course, there. somebody has decided to put like three films on the two disc or one disc. Here's would you own Deep Blue Sea? Ha! Long Kiss Goodnight and Snakes on a Plane. Oh man. No, uh, no, Kobe Wood. And no. <laughs> those those feature Yelly Screamy yes, Samuel L. Jackson. Do. Um we also have Bullet, the original Getaway, wow. and the Cincinnati Kid, a Steve McQueen triple feature. That would be pretty good. You need to get on Bullet, yeah, sir. I know. Executive Decision, Point Break, and Swordfish, aka the half million dollar Halle Berry shot. Um Blazing Saddles. Caddyshack and National Lampoon's European Vacation. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. Losers, Rock and Rolla, and Shoot 'em Up. Nope. Wow. Darkness, Phantom, and Venom. Nope. Wow. For you Sly fans, Assassins, Cobra, and The Specialist. Six hours of suck. John Q, The Pelican Brief, and Training Day. For you Denzel fans out there, bodies, body of lies, edge of darkness, pride and glory, cop, secret agent, whatever. Wow. Body heat, L.A. Confidential, and the player. Hmm. That could be interesting. For you John Wayne fans, ooh, the Cowboys, the Green Berets, and the Searchers. Wrong. Definitely the Searchers. Beetlejuice, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Corpse Bride because. Dark Shadows is coming very, very soon. All right, Kobe, we don't have time, but got three movies for you. Three films that were from Handmade Films, George Harrison's film company, The Long Good Friday with Bob Hoskins and Helen Mirren, Mona Lisa with Bob Hoskins, Michael Caine, and Monty Python's Life of Brian. Nice. And On Her Majesty's Secret Service, the George Lazenby James Bond film, which I cannot talk about why I'm picking this, because it's between Bianca, Kobe, and me. So, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, words to live by. Silent Breed is people! Zardoz has spoken. 
Richard, plug your event once more tomorrow. I'm doing a book reading of the Hallelujah Life from 3 to 5 p.m. at Underground 9 Studio in Irvington, the basement of Book Mamas. And uh, you can go to the Independent Critic to read your rants. You can read my rants at the Independent Critic, and you can pick up the book at Amazon.com or Book Mamas. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. J.D., Kobe. Thanks for hanging out. Yep. See you next week. Not see you next week. And until then, go see a good movie. You deserve it. Like these, this pile right here. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. Let's go, go to Sun King. Good night, folks.